When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Breton Cliff Flea Circus. My name's Cliff. And I'm Brett. Can you say Brett. it? Yep, good. How are you doing? <laughs> yep, good. I, I caught on there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You worked out what was happening. The, yeah, the, I got what I, I got routine. what you wanted from us. <laughs> but have I ever got what I want from you? I don't know. Always. You're, you're always fulfilled, aren't you? That's the thing about our relationship, isn't it, Cliff? Mm-hmm. You're always fulfilled and I'm always left wanting. Uh, well, yes, that's the way it works. Um, yeah, um, I would say at once satisfied, fulfilled, mm-hmm. and smug. Smug, <laughs> smug afterwards, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, they're the three main things, isn't it? That you are. That's true. What would you say the three main things that I am? Um, Unfulfilled, uh, aghast, la- lazy, <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Can't leave, can't leave that any anymore, can I? Can it? Can it? The opposite of lazy. Um, slick. I would say yes, slick. Slick, <laughs> vibrant, and uh-huh. and um, radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I quite like that. <laughs> I'm a new superhero or something. I'm not as slick as say a Tom Selleck. Uh, no, I would say a slick, probably. Um, but he's a real gigolo, Tony Slattery. He's not a real jig- gigolo. No, he's him, a sitcom. He? I'm sure he had his own sitcom where he was a, a gigolo. A, a gigolo. It was, I'm sure, or it was called that and he wasn't, or it wasn't called that. And he <laughs> it was called the gigolo and he wasn't. And he wasn't. The gigolo. No. <laughs> it just messed up the title. So what, you, don't hear, you don't hear that word very much, do you? What Tony Slattery? No, well, he's had his troubles. We know that. He's but, had his, uh, well, he's had his troubles exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no gigolo, not since oh. uh, Slattery and Richard Gere popularized mm-hmm. it. Um, Felling out, felon out of fortune. Fell <laughs> out of fashion. Brett, the gigolo. I've been on the cans. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll tell you now. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that because the last last two weeks you've been sipping mineral water. Mineral Something water, like that. that's correct. Yeah. But today, no, I've been sipping uh, the lagers. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm g- glad to see you back. I was a little bit worried about you, actually. What, you you know, when you don't drink, people worry about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like there's something wrong with you. 
There's, there's got to be something wrong with them. What are you drinking there? Not the drinking. meths again, is it? No, no, I'm, I'm back on the August. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are you drinking? Uh, I've, I've been put to the big booze shop, so I've got my favourite, the Filipino San Miguel light. So, When you say the big booze shop, do you mean Gurnham's? <laughs> just like this. <laughs> no, it's a spa somewhere now. On Horsley Hill Road, that oh, one. Aye, uh-huh. unfortunately <laughs> for everybody. I used to love Gurnham's. Gurnham's, yeah. I used to have a fine array of out-of-date beers for incredibly cheap prices. It was wonderful. It was like the... It was the booze equivalent of Supertech, wasn't it? It was. It, <laughs> it, it most certainly was. It was. And it was like, just as I had started drinking, I was about 17, 18, about that, and my dad used to take us for a wonder round. We used to spend hours in there, me and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. He used to, he used to go, have you seen, Brett, you seen this? Some of the African lager or something like that. <laughs> oh, well, date. Well, great, me- great memories. Great memories. Great memories, Jan. <laughs> great memories. <laughs> great memories. So, Brad, have you watched the Get Back? Well, no. I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't had time to watch any. Um, it's the first one on for two and a half hours. Um I mean, the whole thing's on for eight and a half hours. There's only three episodes, so, so yes. that would make sense, yeah. Uh, no, so, I, I haven't watched it. You're not going to spoil it for us, are you? Uh, Brett, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but the split up. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, it's... I, I started watching it, found it a little bit annoying, if I'm honest. Did you? Some of it's you. amazing. Mm-hmm. Hearing them talk and the stuff they're talking about is good. I think yeah. Ringo and George Harrison are the two best ones in it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney's mm-hmm. just, they like talking. George Harrison keeps saying, essentially, fucking hell, this is a stupid idea, isn't it? And Ringo's like, just, Ringo's just being himself. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon, I think this is his heroin period. He doesn't really say anything, he's just sitting like grinning. <laughs> um, <laughs> And well, McCart- that's not good. And every time all of them are talking, uh, McCartney's like, just starts playing a song in the hope that they'll start playing music. <laughs> Along with them. It's a bit annoying. <laughs> I don't uh, know how many uh, times over the course of eight and a half hours I can mm-hmm. hear him try and nail, uh, I'll be probably wondering lonely, I'll never look like you. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> all I've heard. I've only watched 45 minutes. And it's pretty much constantly <laughs> that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke, want, Luke wants to come on and talk about it. I think that's okay, right? Captain, I mean, I've only watched the first bit. I'm sure there's loads yeah. worth. Well, there's already loads of stuff worth talking about from the little yeah. conversations that they're having. Um, so, it, and I've only it, watched. You've watched. You've watched 45 minutes, Cliff. Is there any revelations within that 45 minutes? I don't want you to tell us, you know, what they are. But is there anything that? You, you didn't know about. Um, I wouldn't say there's revelations, but I think you just you're obviously the let it be film and the stuff that's been written about it from what's been out there so far has obviously mm-hmm. painted it in quite broad strokes. Where I would say like there's a lot more nuance to how things develop. I've only watched mm-hmm. up to day two of the rehearsals. I don't know if it shows you every fucking day. Uh, <laughs> it's basically the first 20 minutes or something is like a, a, 
a run through of their career up to that point. Yeah. So, like a highlights uh-huh. reel kind of thing. And that's like, uh, yeah. you know, no matter how many times I've seen those clips, I think there's a couple of photos in there I hadn't really seen before. Um, right. But how many times you've seen those clips, it's amazing. Like it mm. goes from like meeting each other to their 10, yeah. year, 10 years, essentially. I, like, I switched it on to make sure that I could obtain it in a nefarious way. Mm-hmm. And I can't. So I watched like I watched five minutes of it. It was obviously what you're saying there. It was the you know the the quarry man at the start and stuff like that. Pictures of the quarry men and, and things. But uh, I was going to watch it with uh, with Lennon. But I I don't think he's got the the staying power if it's on for like eight hours. I don't think he's. Gonna nah, watch. I don't know. I think like if you you've got to be a, a big fan to sit through yeah. all of that, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. we are obviously. So I will. But um, yeah, hopefully it's not just him. It's not just McCartney trying to get them to sing that song over and over again. Um, there's a lovely, there's Ringo starts playing a song called Going Back to Carolina or something on the piano. You know, he starts mm-hmm. playing that honky dunk song on the piano and then yeah. let it be uh-huh. filmed. I think he must do a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> That's all he does. Good. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. But, yeah, I've only watched a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I started watching instead. There was something on BBC4. About Alan Hull from Lindisfarne. Um, All right, I. Sam Fender trying, like, basically a documentary about him presented by Sam Fender. <laughs> quite good. Right. Uh, basically said, Oh, I, I love Lindisfarne, and everybody says Alan Hull's great, but I realized I only know four of their songs or five of their songs. I didn't really know anything yeah. about him or like their albums and stuff. So it's about so the, the same, same as us. Yeah. <laughs> so now I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's but it was good. really good. Good on some. Really good. Now. A lot about no, like obviously setting North Shields and Newcastle and all of that, and mm-hmm. and uh, obviously uh, Mr. Neil is in there as a talking head. So that's is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I think I'll watch that. I would watch that. I mean, it's I've on the iPlayer. That's on iPlayer. Mm-hmm. That was on BBC Four uh, last Saturday, I think, or last Friday. That was right. that was really good. So I watched both of those. Um, I'm watching that Midnight Mass thing. I've, me and the wife watched the first three episodes. So oh, that's good. I, I like it. It's very Stephen King, isn't it? So yeah, it is. I like, like it. I, I, I feel like it's not a massively original idea, but not that it has to be. Um, there's some good performances. No, the priest guy is good, isn't he? The He's meant from uh, yeah from that from Legion Legion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's absolutely class. Yeah. I mean, at the at one point he stands up and gives a sermon. It's a keep rousing sermon. Yeah, yeah, it was, had me yeah. going. <laughs> so there are there yeah. are good bits. I think I I think I just got bored of it. The longer it went on, I was like, Jesus Christ! Can mm-hmm. we just find out what's happening here? Um, yeah. Uh, but hey, it started really well. Hey, Cliff, did I ever tell you about the time we were invited um, onto an Iron Maiden podcast? Uh, Do you know about that? We as in me and you. Yes, uh, because of our northeast accents. Apparently, an Iron Maiden guitarist is from Hartlepool. So, you know, obviously we would have to audition and say who was the best, but it would be me. So, uh, Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast would follow us with. Um, it's good, actually, if you've ever listened. If you're an Iron Maiden fan. I don't know anything about them, really. I, know I don't six, really. Six, six, the I, number of the piece. Yeah, yeah. I, I know about Eddie. I was going to say, and, and is that thing off the album cover called Eddie? Yeah, he's oh. called Eddie, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, we're, uh, we're invited on in, in a sort of athletic old men's style sort of thing, pretend to be um, this guitarist. Janik Gears, I think he's called. Okay. You ever heard of him? <laughs> no. From Hartlepool. 
I know nothing about any of these. <laughs> any, yeah. Any so what? What invited onto that? So if okay. there's any Iron Maiden fans out there, you know, give a listen to Wayne's podcast. Yeah, and tell us some information about the band so we can go on it. <laughs> well, I said that we didn't have the time to go on it, which is true because we've hardly got the time to come on this. Have we? I know, no, it's like it, it, it's a highlight of my week, but it, we have to like prop a set it aside now, do we? Because, uh, oh, yeah, uh-huh. now you're grasping and, at that. Oh, no, and there uh, we got a review on the, the iTunes. We asked uh, for one, a good one, we got one, yeah. Well, four stars we got, um, <laughs> from. <laughs> So anonymous person put that on, but that's all right. Did it say anything? Yeah, that's right. Oh, just in and out, four stars, in and out, in and out, four stars. Ooh, yeah. Okay, four stars. I mean, if you were in and out and you received four stars of a a lovely lady, you'd be quite happy with that, wouldn't you? So, Brett, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about something that you're very obviously keen on, and I can see Uh you're wearing a very flashy Stephen King T-shirt. And also, uh-huh. you've done your hair a little bit like a rocker, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, both those things are true. Just for you, of course. There you go. I'm, I'm fulfilling you again, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Also. What, uh, what have you done in return? I've got a warm absolutely glow inside. Nothing. You, absolutely nothing. You haven't even made an effort, have you? You've just got all about the giver. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, the, the giver would like a bit of uh, of giving themselves, wouldn't they? Receiving. Like a bit of receiving. Okay. So there you go. Can't just be all about you, you know. You just, well, you'll get, what, what you'll get what's coming here, all right? <laughs> you'll, you'll get what you're giving. That's what you're going to say, isn't it? In the style of an angry dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, but, see, the personalities go to the, the fore, isn't it? You'll get what you're giving. <laughs> oh, right. All right, then. So tell, us, right, yeah. tell us what it is, Brett. Uh, yeah, we, we, watched, um, we watched a TV series called Nightmares and Dreamscapes. And the one that we watched um, was something called You Know They've Got a Hell of a Band. So it's based, it's based on short stories by Stephen King. Um, which is also called Nightmares and, and Dreamscapes. Is that as well. one book of short stories? Yes, one book. It's like a collection of, of short stories okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. And the mad, this is all these stories. I love them because they're absolutely mad. Very much like this one. It's uh, It shows off uh, King's imagination, I think. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the stories, because they're, they're about various things. So one of them is about um, a finger. That's coming out of a sink that drives someone mad, right? <laughs> Another one's about um, a pair of chattery teeth. Do you know what? You know them winding yeah, up yeah. teeth that, that eat people. Stuff like that, just mad ideas. It's just imagination's kind of running wild. Um, but in this one, it's about a couple um, who are on a road trip in Oregon who get lost and wander into a small town inhabited by dead rock and roll legends. Rock and roll. <laughs> Rock and roll. So I thought you'd like this one because it's um, a rock and roll element. Entirely confused by it. Um, yes. I think I quite like the story, but I have to admit, I don't think it's a very good TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't fancy watching any more, but I probably would read the read the books. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's very it's very American sort of. Of of its time, isn't it? You know it's what I mean. Of its time, it's fifteen years old. I thought 
I, I, I started watching it and I said to Jane, I feel like this must have been made about a year after Twin Peaks came out because it felt very enthralled mm-hmm. to Twin Peaks and it's like, oh, it's a bit strange going on. You don't really know what's happening. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but, then, but no, it's about fucking 15 years after Twin Peaks as well. So <laughs> I've got no idea where it came from. I just think, yeah, it, I think it's, I, I don't know. I didn't really like the style uh-huh. of it. Did you not? Oh, I, I didn't mind that. I, I think it always helps if you've wrote, read the story yep. first. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Because the story's in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is just somebody's sort of vision, some director's vision of of that yeah, particular yeah. story and stuff like that. So I'll, I've got the story in my head, which, you know, is, is obviously much better because it's by Stephen King himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, it's just a fun thing. It does not taking itself too serious yeah, yeah. or anything, the story. Um, because like I say, the, the plot is that there's a couple and they're like a normal married couple. The the husband sort of, he's insistent he knows where he's going and the, the wife's like, you don't know where you're going. You're going to get lost. And he's like, yeah. no, I'm a man. I, I do know I where know, I'm going. I think we laid that on a bit thick. Like she was like, you need to reverse. And he was like, Reverse yeah. is just another word for going backwards. So like, yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Correct. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, and then about, true. about a minute later, he said something else like very similar, like one man's mm-hmm. something is another man's whatever. Or one yeah. one woman's lost is another man's wanderlust or something. That's right. Yes. And I was like, yeah. like, I think you can like stop saying these kind of things now. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're word for word from the book. I don't know, but from the story i can't remember that but um, it's a possibility but i thought i, I think what well, like i say i did like the idea of the story and mm-hmm. you know me i love rock and roll i love all of those mm-hmm. guys that are in it but i thought the first quarter of an hour they're just driving and she's like you go the wrong way it's like i know where i'm going yeah but it's, it's mm-hmm. for ages before they get to the place it does yeah it does seem to be for quite a while doesn't it I think there's that's a couple of little to... surreal things in that bit yeah because she get. falls asleep in the car, which is, you know, the dream that the, um, the book's called Nightmare, my nightmares yeah. and dreams for Gabe. So is this a nightmare? Do you know what I mean? That type yeah. of thing's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it does seem to take a little while for them to, to get to the town, which is yeah. called Rock and Roll Heaven. Yeah. Which is a great name, isn't it? Um, and it's a song by the Righteous Brothers as well. Have you heard the, the song? No, I don't think I have. No, so the song, uh, because I listened to it, I wasn't aware of this song at all until after I you know, did a bit of research for uh, what we're talking about. So it's, it's, it's basically a song which has a bit like, you know, Night Shift by um, the Commodores. Yeah, uh, where it's got like, song? yeah, but it's got the names of all like the, the sort Marvin. of rocks. Marvin, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Marvin Gaye and stuff like that. So it's a very similar thing, but it's, it's like Janis Joplin. Instead, okay. um, the the added bits were Elvis and stuff like that, and Otis Redding, and so it's it's the Righteous okay. Brothers doing that type of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. So, right, doesn't sound you... like the Righteous Brothers, though. I suppose Different. it was them trying to be hip. Um, yeah. Uh, so you wanted to watch it because of the music, and obviously, I love rock and roll stuff, and I, like you mentioned mm-hmm. a few times when we've been talking about Stephen King stuff, Stephen King loves music and there's always references to music and stuff in his in his books uh-huh. um and obviously this one is essentially just one short story just about 
a chance to write yeah. a story about those people, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think what he said was he was like he was sort of fascinated by like the creepiness of of like the high death rate in rock stars. Yeah, and he wanted to to, to write a story about that. Do you know what I mean? So that's what the story's about because this couple gets to rock and roll heaven and like it, it, the people in that particular town, some of them seem like odd people, almost like drugged people. Yeah. They all stare at the, the car and stuff like that. Yeah. But the, the rest are like dead rock stars. So yeah. we've got Roy Orbison, who yeah. I think is pretty good, the Roy Orbison He one. is, but I felt bad because I think Roy Orbison is like meant to be one of the nicest men ever, isn't he? And obviously he's with Stephen King, isn't it? Roy. So there's going to be a there's going to be an evil sort of twist. These rock stars aren't yeah. going to be the nice people that that we we think that they are. Although yeah. I think that he actually he could have gone a lot further with how mean they are type thing. Do you know what I mean? I think he's he hasn't done that out of respect because he obviously he thinks highly of these people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been more gory, for example. The rock stars could have been more sinister than weren't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean There's it's just a it's just a bit it's just a bit eerie, isn't it? Like yeah, no, it's just creepy. That really happens. It's just got a creepy like it's just a sense of unease that they're in this town and all of a sudden they're like, hang on, is that not Janice Joplin or is that not yeah? As if they'd fucking as if is that Ricky Nelson? I mean, come on, mm-hmm. of all of the people, Ricky Nelson, he he was pretty big, but. I think it's bigger than you think. I think Ricky Nelson, you know, in the fifties and uh, that. I like, uh, I like his songs. That's all I'm saying. Just think he's. Uh-huh. A, yeah, I just thought he was a bit, but not. obviously he's dead. So there was that. But <laughs> he's dead. For he's me, in there. I would have had a Richie Valens, <laughs> or maybe the, you... big, the Big Bopper, maybe. I think in the book, the Big Bopper's on at the concert at the end. Oh, is I he think. okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So he's on at the end. So yeah, they, they go to a diner and they get a coke and they realise that, you know, the people who are working there or whatever, the waitress is Janice Joplin, um, who's got a very annoying voice and laugh. Although, like, I, I I don't think I really like Janice Joplin and mm-hmm. I hate every time I ever see anything where somebody is pretending playing, to be a, playing Janice yeah. Joplin. Oh, it's uh-huh. always really cringy, I think. Like, I, I, I yeah. Just, I, I don't like it. Don't like it. I don't think. Uh, did you really speak like that? I don't, I don't think I don't, you did. Did you? I don't think so. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. So yeah. Um. So strange that there's a, another waitress who warned them to try and leave the town or whatever. They give. She gives them a napkin to say, you know, get out while you mm-hmm. can type thing. And obviously, you know, they're starting to realize that things are very strange because they are actually the rock stars who they think that they look like. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So who comes in? We've got Joplin. We've got um, Nelson. Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson. Um, Buddy we've got Holly Buddy Holly as well. Orbison. Yeah. Buddy um, Holly and Roy Orbison. And um, outside, we've got we've got two outside as well, haven't we? Yeah. Ronnie we, Van Zant. Yeah, Dwayne so Ullman. Why are those two? I mean, they're random ones to have, aren't they? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even I, I, I kind of thought it would be all rock and rollers, but then it's like yeah. a mix. And then there's a little bit of Jimi Hendrix is there for a second. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's when they're trying to escape the town. Jimi Hendrix has got like a one of his hippie vans or whatever, and he's stopping them from leaving, yeah. isn't he? Because they do eventually sort of escape um, by running down 
Ricky Nelson, don't yeah, they? Who just kind of <laughs> who, who just kind of reanimates, doesn't he? Like uh, the Terminator. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh-huh. but like obviously you know a lot more of the Stephen King stuff than me. Is like the car and all the Christine, and obviously there's rock and roll playing in Christine and the car and all of that. Is this all tied in with the things? Not really, doing? not not really. That this, I mean, a lot of Stephen King is connected and stuff like that. I mean, mainly the the Dark Tower books did sort of all that and, and tied everything together. Um, not necessarily this this particular story. I guess it's just a Stephen King's just gone. I, I want to, you know, I admire these rock stars or whatever. I want to write a short story about it and nobody can tell us that I can't type thing. Because yeah. his imagination is just so brilliant. It's just a brilliant idea, isn't it? It's not my favourite short story by Stephen King by any stretch or anything like that. I thought you'd get a kick out of it, I guess, because... Uh, yeah, yeah, I like, the, uh, I, know, I, like the, I like all of that bit. Um, yeah. What do you think of the people in it? Yeah, the, I mean, well, what, the guy, uh, Clark... Is Stephen Webber, so yeah. he was in the Shining TV sort of mini yeah. series. He played. Yeah, he's uh, in Jack loads Harrison of things, isn't he? That. He's one of those guys that yeah. like he's in loads of shows. Like you can switch Aye. your telly on any day, and you'll see him in a show. I mean, he's or definitely more famous in America, isn't he? Because he was like in a sitcom, I think, which was pretty big, and it was, I think it's called Wings or Wings, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's in Wings, and I think yeah. he's in this like a kind of long running. Uh, yeah, CIS kind of show, I think. Like, a, is he? Uh, so uh, not that he's, he's definitely recognizable in America. I think he's in this country would be more recognizable for for actually for The Shining. If anybody's seen that, I've, yeah. I've never seen yeah. that. So tell us a little bit about that. I saw it on IMDb that he was in that. Uh-huh. Well, obviously, it's it's no secret that King doesn't like the Kubrick version of mm-hmm. The Shining. He hates it because yeah. he's changed so much of it and stuff like that. So because of that, um, King wanted to do his own. So basically wrote a miniseries um, okay. and he's he's in it. So the difference, the main difference with that is, is that Stephen Webber isn't crazy at the start. Do you know what I mean? He slowly goes crazy. Okay. So there's definitely more elements of what's in the book. So... It's a mallet that he's got instead of a baseball bat, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. So it, 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 it's a lot more faithful to the book because King wrote it himself type thing because yeah. he hates the Kubrick one. So it, it, it's, it's, I'd still, the book is much, much better. It's not my favorite version. I prefer the, the Kubrick one to the, the, the Stephen yeah, it's King. It's a masterpiece, sort of. but if it's not. But the book's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Faithful to the story, then you can see why he would want something. Yeah, especially really, like, about does he him. even acknowledge that it's a good film? He doesn't, does he? Like, he no, he, he hates it because the, the book is about him. Stephen King was an alcoholic. Yeah, like a, a there's proper, a lot of these stories are alcoholic. about like essentially not him, but well, somebody yeah. of those. Well, he's always in the. He is all the characters, really, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is all of them because they're all from him. Mm-hmm. So you know. Any any character in a Stephen King story, mainly the main one, is normally a writer. Mm-hmm. So he's always a writer. Even Jack Torrance is writing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why he's he, he goes to the Overlook Hotel and stuff like that because he's mm-hmm. he wants time to write. So there's always Stephen King putting himself in his books, and he even does actually put himself in the Dark Tower books. He's a character in the books. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
which is massively long-winded and stuff. But Stephen King had <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King nearly died. Someone ran him over, right? He was walking, and somebody ran him over. Someone who was drunk. Okay. So he's in the book as well. This guy who who nearly killed Stephen King. He's he writes him into the book, um, and obviously the accident that Stephen King had. That's also in the Dark Tower books. Hang on. So the Dark uh, Tower, to be- but. Yes. Is there not a film about uh, it? The film is, you can just ignore that, right? That's not, like, the film is some gunslinger that goes through time and space, isn't it? The the film is nothing like any of the books. Well, it doesn't sound like it is. At all. It's not at all. It really isn't. The, 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 the books are like a, a, a massive sprawling world that, that's bringing all of other Stephen King's books together and okay. linking them together. And it's brutal and it's like, you know, it's 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 like 18 plus, it's like Game of Thrones on acid type okay. stuff. And that film was like a kid's film where it didn't incorporate any of the ideas from the okay. books apart from there was a gunslinger and there was a boy and there was the man in black, that's it. So if you if you want to know anything about The Dark Tower, and you, you you think it's that film? It's not. Okay. At all. All right. Fair enough. I don't think I was going to watch <laughs> it. I remember seeing the trailer for it, and it looked fucking terrible. Yeah. So I did. I want the pictures to see it. I want the pictures to see it before I read the books. Okay. So I didn't really have an idea about the the books or whatever. But honestly, the books are some of the best books that I've ever read, and I, okay. I think some of the best that day King's written as well. But we're getting away from this story, aren't we? Are, we? Well, there's not really much <laughs> happens in the story, is it? Like, I quite like that the musicians yeah. are in it. It's quite a neat idea. The husband, mm-hmm. bickering husband and wife, think she's quite good. He's recognisable. I think he's a, he's a kind of charismatic actor, isn't he? Um, but I don't yeah. think this character is very charismatic. Um, mm-hmm. He's a bit of a dick, I think. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, they get to this town, and he's obviously he likes rock and roll. So, like again, he's like there's a Stephen King bit of of Stephen King in in this guy. He wants to go and listen to the music and get rock yeah. and roll heaven. He's like, oh, this is going to be great. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go and pick it up some great, though, or something. It does. Um, huh? The wife goes, "Where's the smoke?" And he's and I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "There's no smoke." Yeah, where's the, the smoke from the chimneys? Like, oh, yeah, weird thing to pick up on. The fact that it looks like the 1950s is probably more weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That is true. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the premise of the whole thing is because these this is where dead rock stars go, you know, when they die or whatever, rock and roll heaven. But they, they need to entice an audience, don't they? So they need the rock stars, they need an audience to play yeah. to. So that's what these rock stars are trying to do. They're trying to keep, you know, the people in the town because they're the audience. Yeah. That's the idea yeah. of it, because there's no use Elvis playing, who was the mayor of this town, isn't yeah. it? Which uh, I like. Otis is the, the yeah. cop. <laughs> He's the police chief. Yeah, yeah. Otis Redden. Uh, so there's there's no point in these like wonderful rock stars living in this town called Rock and Roll Heaven if we've got nobody to play to. So they entice people in. So are the people, people that lost. end up there dead or just lost? No, they're, they're not dead. Um, the rock stars are, as you, you yeah, see, yeah. there's one or two gory bits where Elvis has got no eyes and mm-hmm. uh, Janis Joplin spews up maggots, yeah. which is good. But uh, no, the people 
the she times are a bit differently. After Ricky Nelson slaps her on the ass. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Good old Ricky. This is like a great shot of like his hand like slapping <laughs> her ass, and then all of a sudden she spews the maggots out. Um, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, true. so I think it's like. I think I didn't like the music. The music was really overbearing. I think, yeah, signpost. Not not the music as in the rock and roll music, but the the incidental music like yeah. the score for the thing was. I like, think the the only actual song that they had was was Pretty Woman, wasn't it? The only the only yeah. actual song. Whereas if you were going to do it properly, you would have to have yeah real songs, yeah. wouldn't you? The other thing that I didn't particularly like about. This is that the the did the rock stars didn't really look like the people who were supposed to be. <laughs> so Elvis didn't really look like Elvis, did he? Do you know what I mean? He wasn't the best Elvis. Uh, the, the, the Hendrix one wasn't the best one either. I think you know what I'm I, like. I don't mind that, like mm-hmm. unless they're really trying to make them look like them. But I just assumed they were like they just were happy for them. Just to have a vague yeah. resemblance. <laughs> if they were trying <laughs> to make so. them look like them, then it, they really failed. <laughs> I just assumed they were like, oh, we'll, we'll make them look yeah. a bit like them and then, you know, we'll uh, know what that's way. That's why if you read the short story, it, it's much better because, you know, it's saying in the book that it's Elvis and, and in your head, you, you're imagining Elvis. Yeah. You're not yeah, imagining. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Some I think random the only other, sort of guy. Actually, they obviously tried to make Janis Joplin look like Janis Joplin, so maybe they, mm-hmm. maybe they do think they look like them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think they have tried. I think I, I think they've tried, but uh, no, not not the best sort of look likes in the world. Or what whatever. did you think of the concert? The concert. Well, again, it's that thing, isn't it? It was almost like the music was, like you said, it wasn't great, was it? Yeah, so you, it's a, it's uh-huh. you try and convince. There's a believability aspect of it, I think, which was missing. You know, in your head, if you're reading the story, like I say, that's not there. You, you do because it's all in yeah. your head. But with this, the music was almost like elevator music, or just, yeah. you know, if you're in a shopping center or whatever, yeah, that, yeah, it was yeah. that type of stuff, I felt which takes bit, you out. I think it was like, like you said, it's very American. It felt a little bit mm-hmm. like it was like, a, it obviously was like a cable kind of American show. It's not. It's clearly mm-hmm. not an HBO budget or anything like that. No, no. It hasn't got those production values. And I yeah. think the UK might not produce television to the quality of like the best of American telly, but I think there is mm-hmm. a baseline that is always consistently good. Not every show is good, but I think there's a quality of uh, television making in the UK that things adhere to. I think mm-hmm. you know if the worst thing you see in the UK is like doctors or whatever, then happy days because there's there's stuff a million times worse than that on American yeah. TV that oh, went in for like thirty years. And I uh-huh. think like often you kind of say, well, British telly's shit compared to American, but that's comparing it to the very very best American TV yeah. shows. Like no, mm-hmm. like this is the standard of production that you see. Most, mm-hmm. most most of the time and yeah pretty poor i think i think you're right like it it, it doesn't it doesn't carry the story uh, home does yeah it? it doesn't do the the story just yeah i think i don't it. think yeah because because of the the, the sort of elements of, of what we just said there what you've just said the the music and stuff like that it, it takes it out because you know 
that you know these magnificent artists out of or wouldn't be well, playing I that. it would be the greatest yeah. thing ever wouldn't it like you would of course it would and that's that's I think like that's the thing a, it's a fantasy element of, of it isn't it and even even clark at the end is like he's, he's loving it he's accepted his fate yeah, yeah like, that's because, the thing because you would stay wouldn't you yeah of course you would, you would you'd love so it so that's uh-huh. you're watching this and you're like well <laughs> Not, well, if I have to stay here and stack shelves, <laughs> exactly. So that's the that's that. I think that that's the bit that is missing. The the fact that the some of the actors don't particularly look like the people that they're supposed to be and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they don't have. And the anything problems. with rollerbladers in is bad. And there's rollerbladers at the start. Oh, there's, there's like this she has that little dream. Well. Like, yeah. Uh huh. So what, smacks I mean, her on the us in that. <laughs> <laughs> they do indeed, yes. And there's the the finger from you know the the I told you about the yeah, show yeah. story with the finger in the air sink or whatever. Uh, it's in like the in the diner, isn't it? On that thing that you twist around the menu bit. So there's a oh, finger bit I, in I, there. You know, I, like I, I skipped over that, I suppose. That, yeah, but I didn't know there was. <laughs> but- what I would say is, uh, you know, I, I like all uh, Stephen King short stories and stuff like that. It's not my favourite one, this one, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I just think he, his imagination is just great. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to write a story about dead rock stars. Fuck it. Yeah, and I think <laughs> you know like, I mean? it's, it's, it's this kind of, like, the way that mate, you might hate The Shining, but everybody knows that book. More people know that book because of that film. I guess that's a problem for him because that's not what the book's about in his eyes. Um, yeah. But this is one of the things that one of the things I've always thought I don't really like Stephen King is because mm-hmm. of the TV movie kind of standard of the yeah. adaptations of them. Like uh-huh. I always just think of Tommy not this. Yeah. Like <laughs> just think of that. Well, there's no that. there's no doubt that, that I think stuff like that has like damage, especially not so much now. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say. But I think but like now, in the nineties, in the nineties, yeah. yeah. when the Tommy Knockers and the Langoliers, which has just got yeah. terrible CGI yeah. and stuff, and, and the I, Langoliers is actually a good story. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good story. Well, I but, think the thing is yeah, now, like we say, like was, but like mm-hmm. we were saying, the standard of TV is so good now that even the ones that aren't great, like that that series we were talking about, that I watched. Um, uh, What's that one about the town? Midnight Mass. No, that no, no, but like the what? No, no, the actual Stephen King ones. It's like oh. the Stand and stuff like that. Like, the Stand and like Salem's Lot and stuff. Yeah, like even if the shows aren't great, like mm-hmm. the, actually they look great. The production values are good, so they at least the stories are getting the this the treatment that is of even if at yeah. the end of the day you don't really enjoy the show or whatever at least they look uh-huh. good they've got good actors in them the production values are good and instead of like like you say it doesn't cheapen them anymore they're definitely not cheap yeah they're made in the same standard that you would make any other tv show um so i think yeah. maybe his uh, reputation I mean, has been rehabilitated a little bit for those who aren't massive fans I mean, the, 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 the way the stand and stuff goes wrong, because I watched it and it, it's nowhere near as good as the book, definitely not. It's nowhere near as good as the previous sort of TV show yeah. either, which is a strange thing. But it, it's the story, isn't it? If you've got Stephen King, right, why change stuff? Why, why do <laughs> yeah. stuff different? <laughs> what, what you've got, Like with The Dark Tower, there's like books upon books. There's loads of books. What You've got so much information and they just abandoned all that. Mm. It looked good. It looked good. 
but it was just a, a soulless, empty thing. Do you know what I mean? So that's the opposite of what you're saying type thing. It's a story. That's the most important yeah. thing, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're faithful to the books, and I think why Stephen King doesn't like The Shine as well is, you know, the Kubrick one has deviated a lot from the story yep. and everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for his book. I mean, at the time The Shine came out, people didn't like the film either. Mm. But now, obviously, they do. Do you know what I mean? What do you think like it's... But- like the the latest it, mm-hmm. like it looks great. It's obviously a good story. Like mm-hmm. when you get that, you know, like great, perfect, it uh-huh. works. But the, yeah, uh huh. But it, it's funny that the, only the first part works with the kids. People well, didn't I'm like bothered the second watching one. The, I'm bothered watching the second one. Uh-huh. And there's like mad stuff going on in it as well. It's like cosmic stuff, like cosmic horror and things mm-hmm. like that, and. You know, there's there's mental stuff that goes on in that book, like really mental stuff, um, which is unfilmable, which they wouldn't be able to <laughs> put on. But it's Stephen King, he, he throws shit in. If he thinks, do you know what I mean? If he has an idea, he throws it in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it's all, these books are all the better for that, I think. Because oh, you, you never know what Stephen you're going to get. Thing. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to quiz you about dead rock stars. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> you, so, yeah. So, that's either you've got to tell us how they died, these particular rock stars. Um, you probably won't know that. So, I'll probably tell you. Okay. <laughs> Do you know someone called Randy Rhodes? He's a guitarist. He's a guitarist. He was a guitarist with Ozzy Osbourne yeah. and the Quiet Riots. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard him. You know, I've heard of him. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know yeah, how he does. Um, choked on his own vomit. Sounds like it's tragic. You're gonna say that for everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, he was on tour with Ozzy Osbourne, and he he got into a plane with uh, someone who was flying the plane who wanted to buzz the tour bus, so fly really close to the tour bus and wake Ozzy Osbourne. And all the rest of them up. And he flew too close to the air tour bus, crashed into the tour bus, took the side off it, and then burst into flames. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, he deserves to is. die. <laughs> well, idea. he wasn't flying the plane. He wasn't flying the plane. I think it's he was. It was like, a stupid idea. It was his idea. Was, it wasn't his idea, I don't think. It was, the, I think it was the, uh, the pilot's idea, okay. from what I've read. Um, I take you know it back. Who, a yeah, there Randy. you go. Yeah, poor Randy. Um, do you know someone called Cliff Burton? Is he in that Shadows or something? Or the animals? No, he was the original Metallica bass player. So okay. he was the original bass player in Metallica. So oh. you don't know who he is. Um, it, it it involves the tour bus again and um <laughs> and fate. Okay, I'd say tour bus and fate, um... and a drunken driver. Okay. Did he like did he miss the tour bus leaving and ran after it and he got ran over? Something like that. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. No, um Metallica didn't like the tour bus. They didn't like the beds, the bunks or whatever. So they all drew cards, right? To see who would sleep where. And what happened was he got the he lost. So he was like on the top bunk or whatever. 
The two of us driver was drunk, crashed. He got flung out the window, and the two of us landed on top of him. What the fuck? I know. Okay. Not very nice. No, not awful. very nice. <laughs> All awful. Hey, Jeff Buckley. I know. I know. You know who he is. Mm-hmm. He used to go yes. to our school, I think, didn't he? Did he? I um, he played for QPR. <laughs> <laughs> he was a decent right back from what I remember. He, he, um, was. he went for you know a swim. How he, died? he went for mm-hmm. a swim and he never came was back. It, that's true. Yes. Was there anything uh, strange about that? Was do people say anything about it, do you think, Cliff? Um it was the same way as his dad died, I think. Was it? I don't know. Something like I don't that. know about that. Something well, like that. What I, what I have here. Is uh, is that he, he reportedly sort of he predicted his own death in one of his songs? Okay. So there's a song called Dream Brother, yeah. Um, with the line Asleep in the Sand with the ocean washing over me. Because apparently he just went swimming in all his clothes. But he was it, but it was in a river, wasn't it? it wasn't it in the sea? It was on it was in a river, yeah. Wolf River Harbor in Memphis, it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's, so, some, there's something about his dad either dying at the same age or something like that. Tim mm-hmm. Buckley was his dad, and uh, yeah, he died at the same age or something. Can't remember. Yeah. I'm not like I quite liked Jeff Buckley, but I suppose we weren't American or the right age to really get into all the mythology around him and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. It's so. I mean, I haven't listened to a lot to be honest. I mean, I know Hallelujah and all that. Stuff, yeah. do you know what I mean? But yeah, I haven't really listened to it a lot. Um, do you know the strange circumstances in which Sam <laughs> Cook died? Yes. What other then? Um, I believe he was shot by mm-hmm. the uh la- landlady or manager of a motel, yeah. uh, uh-huh. who was and he was running down a corridor. Um, mm-hmm. Chasing after a lady, I believe, or maybe not. Lady. Let's not go down uh, a prostitute <laughs> lady. Um, yes, and uh, yeah, apparently, he's, you know, he's he's dressing gown was open. He had nothing underneath, and he had a raging hard on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You've answered that one. I've got. He died uh, while wearing a sports coat and one shoe after the prostitute stole his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always a good. That would be my attire of choice. You know, I think, if um, I was to go. Do you know anything about Bobby Womack and Sam Cook? Um, no. Are you going to tell us? Yes. Uh, so it is <laughs> Linda Womack mm-hmm. was the daughter of soul singer Sam Cook. She's mm-hmm. one half of Womack and Womack. The tear drops on the. On the dance floor. Yeah, so, I like that um, song. she's the eldest child of Sam Cooke, born 1953. Parents married in 1958. Uh, when she was 11, her father was killed. Soon after, her mother married Cooke's protege, Bobby Womack. In 1970, Barbara shot at him after she discovered he was apparently sexually abusing Linda. According to Womack, Linda never spoke to her mother again after that incident. It's a it's a big old mess, basically. She married, yeah, I think I... then married Bobby Womack's brother Cecil Womack, who was the Womack uh-huh. and Womack 
Hey, what a mess that is. That's not a good combination. There's a lot of there's a lot of Womacks, isn't there? It's confusing us. It's definitely yeah. confusing us. Well, I've I've got one more for you, okay. and it's um Graham Parsons. Do you know who Graham Parsons is? I do know who Graham Parsons is. He's a mm-hmm. country singer, supposedly invent supposed inventor of country rock. Um, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> so he, he was a guitarist with the birds and he was in the, the flying burrito uh, brothers. Flying burrito brothers was his band. He was in a band called mm-hmm. the International Submarine Band before he joined the birds. Um, mm-hmm. He was friends with the Stones, so Exile on Main Street. Um, so there you go. You do know. You do know. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. He, he he died of um, an overdose, right? Mm-hmm. Which you know a lot of rock stars die from. But that's not the strange thing. The strange, the strange about thing his is... body being uh, stolen. Yes, that's it. So do you know what what happened? Was he's Rody or something? Um, he wanted to be buried in Josh, uh, Joshua Tree, so mm-hmm. something like the the Rody or whoever it was. I can't remember exactly who uh, stole his corpse and went and take it up there, like overnight or something. Yeah, and set it on fire in the in the hearse. That is true. That, that, that is exactly what happened. There's a film about that starring Johnny Knoxville as the guy who <laughs> steals the cops. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so his stepdad, Graham Parsons' stepdad, wanted him buried in like New Orleans or somewhere. Yeah. Because he would get his estate more likely if that was to happen. Yeah. And he didn't want to be buried there. So he's he's roadie nicked the body and and sort of drove it to Joshua Tree and set it on fire in the coffin because they thought they were getting chased by the police, which they were. Okay. So, yeah, well done. You got that right. That was very good. Well, I knew a couple of them. Um, if you've never heard the Flying Burrito Brothers version of Wild Horses by the Stones, I recommend it. Very good. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a listen. I don't think I've ever listened to the, uh, the Flying Burrito the Brothers. Very country, the very country. The very country pedal steel and all of that stuff, but um, yeah, it is the version of that's really good. Um, it gives the when you hear it done like that, you kind of realize that when Keith Richards must have wrote it and he was hanging out with them, that was like, yeah, like kind of full circle kind of thing. Um, yeah. so yeah, very good. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've just been listening to a band I kind of read something about yesterday, I don't know if it's a band or whatever, but they're called Celestial. Um, and the album is called I Had Too Much to Dream Last Night. Um, like acoustic stuff. Uh, like I, I would uh-huh. recommend it. Celestial, I think people that uh, listen to us who like the same type of music as us would like it as well. Quite quite ambient and, and uh, like guitar, kind of ambient guitar stuff. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. But we have some music now, which is not ambient at all. It is... Proper rock and roll in that, man. Proper rock and roll, man. This one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Yes. It's the uh, the superlatives. Which sounds like uh, a 50, uh, 70s Philly soul band, I think. <laughs> they, do, they do indeed. But if you were expecting that, if you were expecting yeah. a bit of soul, oh, good. then you're not going to get it. You'd be shook to the core. You would. <laughs> this one's called uh, Sonan. The, the supporters are a three-piece hard-hitting rock band from Leeds, which is always good, isn't it? It's yeah, amazing. Good. Like really good. This is a proper like a, a proper Brit pop guitar-y. Just mm-hmm. yeah, 
rock, a rotten banger. <laughs> a rotten banger this late. Uh, so yeah, let's so, get it on. It's loud. Turn uh-huh. it up. Cheers, everyone. Uh-huh. See you later. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. And we'll speak yes, next man. week. Bye bye. We will indeed. Bye. Thank you.